This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your hour of thrive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of thrive time. Thank you for joining us again today for your hour of insightful, impacting, influential, and oftentimes instructional content that is designed to help you thrive. And today's show, my friends, is going to be a show that will give you the instruction needed to thrive, especially in the topic that we're going to tackle today, and that is in relocation, especially corporate relocation, employee relocation, and we're going to focus on the area of Dallas. Now, even though our show is a not only a local show here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, our flagship station, 570 Cliff, is where we uh, broadcast from, but our show is also national and international. So we're focusing on the massive amounts of relocating that is happening here in Dallas in the Fort Worth area as well. But the principles we're going to talk about today, the things we're going to dive into, the disciplines, and quite frankly, some of the helpful advice that our experts are going to provide for us today in this very special customized show that we're having can be applied to anywhere around the world where massive relocating is happening as well. We have a listening audience that really has no limits globally. So I want you to listen and learn from some of the experts uh, as, to, as to how to give employees and your corporate relocation experience a boost where thriving is the end game we're going to dive into that in fact joining us a little later on in the show are three experts that are going to enlighten us on how to provide a thriving corporate and employee relocation experience aaron flores is the president of southbound relocation he's going to be joining us today joining us also is the COO and CHRO of Corporate Relocation International, and that is Carlos Horeca. He's going to share with us what's happening in his end of the world and how his service and wisdom is affecting, in a positive way, the corporate relocation experience happening here, but also internationally as well. And then we're fortunate to have Dr. Ginny Gray, a well-known talent management organizational and development executive expert who really focuses on how to help organizations not only develop enterprising programs that allow them to attract and retain the best talent, but also to create a culture that engagement, employee engagement is thriving. Because at the end of the day, what good is it to attract the best talent if you don't keep the best talent? So this show today, as I said earlier, customized for those that are in the world of relocation. And I believe you're going to walk away with nuggets that's going to help your organization and your experience thrive all the better as you are planning on bringing your organization here to DFW or the best talent to DFW. 
But I want you to know if you're visiting our show for the very first time, you've arrived at the right place at the right time for the right reasons. Make sure that you make this a weekly part of your calendar as it is going to change the way you think with the content that you're going to hear week to week a week we've just celebrated our 100 broadcast a few weeks ago and now the feedback has continued to come in with uh, so many of you uh, really appreciating what we've done over the last two years and are continuing to not only make this a regular part of your week but you are starting to aggressively share the content of this program uh, with all of your friends and colleagues and i do see that when i'm on social media and i appreciate those of you this is a grassroots movement that has taken, I think, the country and the world by storm. I believe right now we're the best-kept secret on radio, but not for long. <laughs> not for long. And you can also, by the way, make sure that catching that you catch our replays, our rebroadcast, uh, either at our show site, the jmamietalkshow.com, or on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us there. You can also visit my regular site, thejmamie.com. There you'll pick up my latest books, my blogs, my videos, all the good content that I have to share with the world in order to continue to deliver my assignment, which is to help those who are sincerely interested in thriving to thrive. Now, before we dive into the the goodness and the robust conversation we're going to have about today's specific customized topic, I want to share with you a question that I had from one of my listeners uh, based on the last show that we had, a fantastic show. And if you've not had a chance to hear it, you can go back to the archives and listen to that particular show because I've been speaking recently about positioning yourself right now to thrive in 2023. We're going to continue that narrative for the next four months to help you get ready for what could be very well be a breakthrough year for you, for your company, for your organization, for your family. But one of the questions that I was asked was, and I'm just paraphrasing the question, it was from, from Stan in Philadelphia. Stan, thanks for listening. And Stan says, hey, Jay, and in the course, in the pursuit of promise and progress, as you spoke of, when do you find it appropriate to take time to enjoy, to relax, to recess, to reassess, and then, of course, to to appreciate where you are before you continue on this massive promotion run and this this really get-after-it, day-in, day-out approach. I mean, you can't live your life that way every day. And I'm paraphrasing Stan. Stan gave me a long email. <laughs> so I wanted to address Stan because I think a lot of people get stuck in that place where they're sort of wondering how much is too much in terms of progress, in terms of work, and, and where do I find that life balance? And I think that you can certainly find yourself in a situation where you go to the extreme. You are running and and, and you're, you're really chasing your dreams down to the extent that you bypass and disregard things that you need to do. And one of them is taking a step back, catching a breather, relaxing, spending time with friends and family, and uh, sort of taking a moment to reflect. But then on the other side, you can have too much of that and uh, find yourself hitting plateau after plateau, staying stuck in a place of idle. I call that finding, your safe in the, finding yourself in a place where you embrace becoming a perpetual mental loafer. And that is our Thrive Talk for today, is the, the lure, the subtle attraction, and the trap of finding yourself becoming a perpetual mental 
loafer. You see, there's a time and a place to lounge, to do nothing, to think nothing, and to just idle out with intense and intentional fluff, right? It's okay to do that. Any mental health and medical professional, peak performance coach, any rational thinking person will agree that hitting the proverbial pause button and doing this activity has its benefits. It's what I call becoming a mental loafer. Now, it's a good thing to do that, right? To mental loaf every now and then is a good thing, unless it's how you predominantly live your life. (laughs) Being a perpetual mental loafer can become a subtle behavior that flies under your cognitive radar and can rob you of your potential and shortchange you of a greater sense of fulfillment. So how can anyone become aware of this disorder and begin to escape its grab? Well, it requires three disciplines, my friends. Three. First, a decisive discipline that you will avoid the trap of being intellectually lazy. A mental loafer becomes intellectually lazy when they stop learning. The desire to learn, grow, and personally develop either diminishes or it completely eviscerates. It evaporates. They don't even challenge themselves. They don't stimulate their intellectual activities anymore. Because it's easier to do nothing. With the abundant resources available today for someone to read, watch, or hear something of intellectual value, and that's the key, they bypass these resources. Or they trade them in for a steady diet of fluff, mostly found on the internet (laughs) or on Facebook. Second thing, stop living or mooching off the dreams, desires, and beliefs of others. Second discipline, stop doing that. Instead, a mental loafer would rather hop on someone else's bandwagon because it's too much work, too much risk, too painful, and takes too much time to think about doing things themselves. It takes too much effort to design and build their own wagon. So they'd rather hop on somebody else's. Listen to me. Create your own dreams. Foster your own desires and lean into your own beliefs. Let me give you the last discipline That'll help you avoid becoming a mental loafer, a perpetual mental loafer. (laughs) Lastly, develop these four antithetic habits to fortify you against any future mental lounging. Number one, practice exercising your mental muscle. I, I believe you can do that by meditation, visualization, and creative visioneering at least a few minutes a day. This daily mind training It'll help you develop the mental stamina, plus keep your creative faculties churning. Secondly, don't be afraid to ask curious yet tough questions. Don't be afraid to ask the tough questions. Intellectually lazy people don't ask tough questions. By asking tough questions, this forces your mind to seek the answers to the questions through one means or another. And be careful not to settle for quick answers if you're not satisfied with the ones you're getting. Don't just take the answers for the sake of taking the answers if they don't satisfy your curiosity. And let me encourage you to keep digging, keep asking, become a prolific note taker. Note takers are impact makers. Don't just rely on what you hear, read, or watch, but force your mind to store further what you're learning by writing it down. And let me encourage you the last point here. Stand guard against the negative, self-defeating, 
energy-draining inner chatter, that awful inner chatter which is always present and available to talk to you, to talk to you and to talk you out of the good that you could do and should do and need to do. It will sell you on why mentally being idle is best. Don't buy into the lies of that negative talk that will always convince you that mental loafing is the decision you should embrace and what you should be doing. While mental loafing, guys, it does have its place occasionally. When it becomes part of how you live, you will find that it didn't serve you at all in experiencing a rich and meaningful life. Folks, that's our Thrive Talk for today. We're coming back after the break. Are you looking to build a dynamic workplace culture that keeps your employees not only retained, but also engaged and empowered to help your business thrive? Discover the secret that many companies in the community have already unlocked, Collin Corporate College. With hundreds of the highest quality, affordable educational programs available and customized to your desired business outcomes, your success is Collin Corporate College's business. Call them at 972-599-3110. That's 972-599-3110. Hi, this is Dyron Jolly, president of Incon Marketing and Media. Are you a marketing expert? Many companies aren't. Most struggle with getting consistent traffic and customers. Our clients are great at what they do, but not so great at marketing. And that's where we come in. We allow our clients to focus on their operations while we focus on getting their brand exposure and customers they need to grow. For more information, visit www.inconllc.com or schedule a free consultation at info at Again, info at Hi, this is Lynn Ellis with EcoFriends Organic Pest Control. Everyone wants to be healthy and is making tremendous efforts to be healthy and stay healthy through their diet, their cleaning products, lifestyle. But if you use any other type of pest control besides a green organic pest control, you have just undone everything you did. Visit us at ecofriendspestcontrol.com. That's ecofriends.com. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I opened up the show today speaking about the nature of corporate relocation and how to really begin to thrive in that arena. And uh, in that, we're going to have our two subject matter experts introduce themselves in just a minute and have a a robust panel-style discussion here for the next uh, couple of segments. But I wanted to piggyback off an article that I read here recently, and I'll quote the source. Uh, The title of it was, "This time, The Time is Different and How Corporate Relocations Are Changing in Texas. And the article was written by a fellow CEO of Howard Hughes Corporation, David Riley, and I'll give him credit. The nature of corporate migration is changing fast as companies chase talent around the country instead of people following employers. That pandemic accelerated shift has had huge implications for those here in Dallas, Fort Worth, being the relocation magnet that it is becoming. Now, as I said earlier in the show, Dallas certainly is becoming a magnet, but there are areas around the world that are also becoming magnets and are experiencing the same amount of relocation as well. So our listening audience, whether local, national, or international, can take away from our subject matter experts today who are grappling with this right now and are providing insightful help 
help to those in this arena to help them thrive as they're going through this experience. So our one of our first guests here is Aaron Flores, the president of Southbound Relocation. He's going to share his thoughts. And on the heels of that, we're going to hear from Carlos Horeca from Corporate Relocation International, who's also here with, the, with us today in studio. But I want to first find out a little bit more about you, Aaron, and then Carlos, if you could share your, your stories before we dive into the goodness of what you guys can do. Uh, first off, I'd like to thank you very much for having me on the show. You know, again, my name is Aaron Flores. I'm born and raised in Texas. All right. I was, I was actually born in Lubbock, Texas. All right. And, and now uh, reside uh, here in Dallas, living living downtown where we're just seeing a bunch of action, and, and I love it. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Wonderful. And uh, Carlos Horeca, tell us a little about your story. Well, first, thanks for having us, Jay. Very excited to be on your show um, and, and have an opportunity to share a little bit more about CRI. As it relates to my background, I come from a hardworking family. I was raised by small business owners. Uh, Over the last 20 years, I've spent my career in corporate America where I've had multiple jobs and functions, sales, finance, um, service, and most recently in HR. Currently, I have the honor and pleasure to lead CRI in the capacity of CHRO and COO, where we focus mainly in servicing our client needs the employees of our clients and their families in what has been categorized as one of the most stressful times that anyone can go through in their lifetime, which is relocation. So excited to be in the show and looking forward to having a meaningful conversation. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's dive right into this, guys, because I mentioned in the beginning that uh, according to this article that I read, that the nature of corporate migration is changing fast. You know, companies these days, uh, they're chasing talent, right? They're chasing the talent and they want to bring the best people uh, to work for them. And obviously that's happening here in Dallas. But as that process begins, Aaron, what are you finding in your experience are some of the challenges that are now becoming apparent as a result of this new shift in what's happening in relocation? One of uh, one of the biggest challenges that that a lot of corporations are are, are seeing when when looking for talent is is uh, where to draw talent from, uh, where they're located, and, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of migration from outside of Texas coming into some of the major cities of Texas, Austin, uh, Houston, Dallas is is the uh, the the population itself. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's a, you know they start looking at uh, the colleges that are in place, uh, education. So they're trying to draw as much talent as possible from where they're relocating to. But at the same time, you're still going to have to draw from outside. You know, you're not going to get all of your talent. So that's been a challenge looking at um, bringing in talent inside of your operation, whether it be um, um, hybrid situations now where you're looking at some remote, some hybrid, but there's still plenty of uh, occupations out there where, you need to be in. You need to be in the office or at work 100% of the time. Yeah, and right now, according to something that I, I'm, I'm continuing to read data that more and more companies now are are not not requesting. They're requiring their employees to get back to the office. Right. That's happening. And that's that's happening. It's going to continue. Even the president Biden yesterday, I saw, had uh, mentioned to his uh, his his corporate staff, his his government staff. Get back to the office, right? Yeah, we're going through interesting times, no doubt, Jay. If if I could just add, you know, I see it as twofold. During your opening statement, you talked about the pandemic being an accelerator. Mm -hmm. I think that's one one area where you see it as simply um, economics, you know, supply and demand. So we're going through the, the organizations are seeing these challenges of not having enough talent out there to be able to attract so what they normally do is they looked at the relocation policies to be able to move their talent across the 
the the U.S. or sometimes even outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other aspect where I see it as a big challenge for organizations is the fact that they don't have the expertise to be able to build those relocation policies or plans. So at times they're adding costs to their business. And that's where, you know, we we're lucky to be in, in, in business from a CRS standpoint to be able to have those conversations and share that expertise to build robust uh, plans with those organizations and be able to control their costs without really impacting the associate experience of their own employees. Yeah, I want to talk about cost in a minute because there's a lot of different directions we can take this, right? One of them is cost, not only cost in terms of tangible uh, dollars, but the cost of time invested in someone brand new who doesn't really have a great experience, so they go elsewhere, right? So there's cost a number of different ways, and that creates challenges and problems. I want to dissect and look into what you guys find are the problems that are really happening. But before we do that, Aaron, I want you to give us a little bit about the specificity of what your company does, and then Carlos, if you could do the same. Sure, no, uh, absolutely. So, so my company uh, is 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 associated in the relocation industry uh, from from a real estate aspect. Uh, there, there's uh, a ton of different services that, that are involved when you start looking at relocation. Um, and, and that's, you know, a company like CRI and Carlos dives into, um, and, and I'm a, a service provider for, for a lot of companies like CRI. And, uh, you know, what we facilitate is on the, the renter side. We spent, we spend a lot of time on, on the renters. Uh, we found that the, the industry has changed quite a bit. It used to be when you relocate, you, you know, you sell your house, you buy a new house and, and that's still the case, but those numbers have drastically mm-hmm. changed, uh, mm-hmm. with, with generation, with, uh, the, the market itself with, with the housing market you've seen, which has just completely been a, uh, a little bit of chaos, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, but, but that has transitioned into, uh, the, the renter, you know, the, the renter, the, the renting market. And that's where, uh, I've seen a, a pain point, uh, okay. for, for companies. And that's what I try to help, uh, facilitate and, and help on that on that side of the relocation. Aaron, you mentioned pain point. I want you to hold that thought for a second because we're going, after we hear uh, Carlos and what Carlos' specific company, or Carlos specifically does with his firm, I want to go back and revisit pain points because there are a lot of CEOs that are listening to the show that may be going through the same pain points and can't figure out what do I do next. So hold on to that. And Carlos, right. specifically, what does Corporate Relocation International do? We're known as a relocation moving company, but even in our slogan, a new kind of relocation company. We really think of ourselves as a service organization that happens to have expertise in the organization to be able to help organizations control costs while maintaining a high quality experience for those organizations and the employees within, within those organizations. The other aspect that I haven't touched on is the families of those employees. And I actually happened to That's right. recently... Uh, experience a, a move myself. I moved my family from El Paso, Texas to, to the Dallas area. And I'll tell you, it is a very challenging time mm-hmm. when you are grabbing all your staff and asking your family to go from one place to another. Luckily for, for us, we have uh, worked over the last 30 years in creating a value proposition that focuses on servicing those families 
their employees and again the companies that we build relationships with over the last 30 years i think that's a huge pain point as aaron said is you know sometimes it's one thing to uh to focus on relocating the employee as the individual but then you forget that the individual oftentimes comes with a package called family absolutely and absolutely. kids that have to be accommodated into a new schooling system and so on and so forth so i want to dive back into that in a few minutes but uh, uh aaron you brought about the, the point of pain points what is one pain point that you can uh, uh, that you've observed companies are going to experience and, and are experiencing. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'll I'll concentrate on on my as, aspect of of the relocation side, the the, the renter side, and and finding uh, finding a place to live. Uh, the biggest pain point that that I'm seeing is the uh, maybe maybe lack of service offered. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, when you know again traditionally. Uh, Companies have concentrated on the buyer and 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 not so much the the renter, and so the relocation policies reflect that very much so, and and so you know it doesn't it's it's interesting to see it it doesn't it's not necessarily the looking at the position of what you're getting hired for, but if you're a buyer, then you get a different package and you get the red carpet rolled out. And we're going to help you sell your house. We're going to, we're, and then when you buy a house, we're going to help you with your down payment. And there's all kinds of incentives and packages for the for the home for the home buyer. But the second you're you're a renter, it's it, sometimes you get thrown to the wolves. You know, here's a package. You know, here's five thousand dollars. Here's ten thousand ten thousand dollars. And you know, your start date is in three weeks. And we'll see you when you get here. Wow. And and that's a major pain point. And and you know, Carlos brought up the family issue. You know, a lot of our clients do have families or a baby on the way, mm-hmm. and that's it, it. Makes it very difficult when you don't have help. And and that's, I think that's why we're all in this business. That's why is we, at the end of the day, we do care about people and we want to help people. And that's a, a major pain point that I've seen that I want to fix in the industry. What's one uh, been one of the pain points, Carlos, that you've seen? Well, we briefly talked about the pandemic being an accelerator. I think in current times, uh, I'll call it inflationary times, mm-hmm. cost is a big pain point for, for our clients. And obviously, they're currently looking at ways to reduce adding costs to their businesses. And, and again, that's when we've developed an ecosystem internally within CRI that gives us the flexibility to manage those costs for the company without really impacting the service experience for for them and, again, for their employees and families. Guys, this is a fantastic conversation. It's really fascinating. These are things that people don't think about easily, right? I mean, you have uh, company CEOs. They're busy doing what they're doing, and tackling challenges like these probably is not at the top of their list when they're looking at how to grow the company, right? But we're going to pick up after the break. Um, on solutions. What are the solutions that Aaron, your firm can can bring? And, and what are some testimonials, Carlos, that you can present to that CEO, that high level executive that's listening and saying, okay, guys, I get it, but what? how can you help me? We're going to pick that conversation up after the break. Business owners, do you feel like you're paying more than your fair share of taxes? Is your tax preparer out of ideas? My name is Susan Bryant, CPA and Certified Tax Coach at the MB Group and proud corporate sponsor of the Jane Mamie Talk Show. Tune in during the month of September to hear my favorite tax tips that can keep some big dollars in your bank account. In the meantime, learn more about how we're changing our clients' financial futures at mbgcpa.com. 
Hey everyone, Jay Mamie. I want to encourage you to go visit Impulse Rentals if you're looking to explore Louisville Lake on a pontoon or a jet ski, or if you're looking to enjoy a ride on a Can-Am Riker for all of you adventure seekers. You're going to have an unforgettable experience like I did when I recently rented from Impulse Rentals a jet ski with my son for Father's Day. Make sure that you reach out to Impulse Rentals. You can find them at impulserentals.org. Go out and have a good time outdoors. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery course, get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. ThriveSalesMastery.com. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Folks, we're going to pick back up where we left off, uh, having a really a fantastic conversation, as I said earlier, a fascinating talk that is bringing awareness to the relocation experience that can either make or break you from a corporate level all the way down to an employee level. Aaron, you speak often now, often about lump sum relocation policies. What are lump sum relocation policies and are they very effective? Man, that's a long, that's a, that's an interesting question. It could be a long <laughs> question, my man. <laughs> Do we have like three hours for this? <laughs> Uh, well, so, so, so a lump sum relocation is a, uh, it's a policy that's generally given to, uh, a lot of times entry level positions and, um, you're given, uh, essentially it's very, very, you know, just a lump sum of money. You're given five, 10, $15,000 to, uh, move your stuff, do what you need to do. And, you know, you have a, a, an offer letter, a lump sum and a start date and that's it. And, and I understand that perspective, but, but I think there are situations and, and, and different sorts of relocation policies where uh, it's maybe uh, a core flex, which is another policy that you'll see that maybe you're given some money, uh, but some of the policy is already uh, paid for or uh, given to you by the corporation for real estate services or moving services. The lump sum is, is interesting to tackle because I feel like you're giving money to a baby mm-hmm. you know when you give a kid a, you give a 10 year old a uh, hundred dollar bill in a grocery store or a candy store are they gonna are they gonna make good decisions i mean let's be real right the, i mean my son won't that's for sure no kid will right. no kid is gonna make good decisions you give them a hundred dollar bill going into a candy store they're just not yeah and so that's that's something that's an issue to me because a lot of those individuals are renters uh and and they need guidance and, and the real, and, and the, the rental market, the apartment market, it is extremely overwhelming and it's extremely difficult to find an apartment. They make it look easy. Hey, you have your apartments.com, you have websites, you have all these, all this tech access. However, when it comes down to it, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered from somebody that's moving from out of state, out of country that, that, that an apartments.com is not going to be able to answer. That's right. You have to have a professional to facilitate and make all those phone calls. And you look at, yeah, you have to look at the time factor. A lot of these individuals are under a tremendous amount of stress that mm-hmm. Carlos, Carlos brought up. It's not just the individual sometimes. Sometimes it's the family, the two kids. They're dealing with 
an enormous amount of stress. And it's, it, it is one of the, the, the two biggest stressors in life are moving and a new job. We're handling two of the five biggest stressors in life. Mm-hmm. And so throwing money at somebody saying, hey, find a place to live, it's mind-boggling to me. And, and, and that's something that my company is, is aiming to fix. Uh, and, and I want to tackle that all day long. Okay. I, I'm interested in hearing once after Carlos, yeah, after Carlos gets, shares his thoughts, I'm interested in hearing how are you, how is your company um, going to remedy this? Because it is a big problem, and rents are getting more expensive. Yes. The rental market is going to be even more crowded. The housing uh, starting to decline a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. it's a big tsunami that's uh, that's that you can see way off in the distance, right? So I want to tackle back that. I want to get back to that in a minute. But, okay. Carlos, you were going to say. Yeah, I just wanted to add a quick comment because Aaron made a, um, a statement about guidance, and I, th- I thought that was terrific. I- De- employees definitely need guidance. And I, you know, one of the things that, one of the commitments that we made as an organization is to reach out to every single transfer, we call them transferees, regardless of their policy type, if it's a lump sum or if it's an executive move, it really doesn't matter to us. We are literally obsessed about servicing these transferees or the employees of these organizations. Mm-hmm. So they do need guidance because you're right. If they don't get that guidance, they will definitely use those funds for something else other than their actual moving needs. So yeah. That was a great point. Yeah. You. You know, it's a good analogy that you give a, you know, a 10-year-old $100. What are they going to do with it? Um, you know, so, Carlos, in, in terms of cost, from your perspective, uh, let's break down when a company has a poor relocation system. They don't have an effective operational uh, operational policies once they draw, whether it's a home buyer or a renter. Ultimately, what can it cost that person in terms of dollars and and the overall cost of a of a of a terrible system of relocation? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there is definitely a financial impact uh, to 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 the company, but I also want to talk about the experience for the for, for the employee again moving uh the risk that you're adding to your business if you don't have a good relocation program is that you will eventually lose that person you're moving mm-hmm. so it is critical that you engage with an organization that has that expertise and again that at least from our perspective and i'm sure i'm being biased because i work in this organization mm-hmm. um an organization that's obsessed in servicing your employee, like we think of their employees as, as if they were part of our employees. Um, so it's essential that you not only think about the immediate risk that you're adding in terms of dollars, but also the future risk that you're adding in mm. potentially losing talent mm. if you don't manage that experience well enough. Have well you said. found? Have you found that excellent talent, right, that can be um pursued oftentimes even if they've got a great package of of salary and benefits and all the good things that you would imagine that person would want to have but they end up going to another company and part of that reason is because the experience they they initially feel they're going to have is going to be better with another company even from the onset of relocation like you just said it's one thing to say hey here's fifteen thousand dollars go figure it out as opposed to having concierge service so the other company may pay a little bit less. Maybe the offer is a little bit less, the package a little bit less. Sure. But the perceived experience that the employee is going to have in the relocation says a lot about the quality and care of the company that is willing to kind of, uh, you know, give them a white glove treatment. Would you agree with that, Aaron? 
Uh, absolutely. You got you have to look at it from, from two different perspectives. Like, like Carlos said, it's the front end. You can use it as, you know, while you're, you know, looking for that talent, you know, your relocation policy could be, uh, that, that's just another tool in the tool belt right. for, that's, for, an orga- that's exactly right. for, for for an organization that's going after talent, which, mm-hmm. which is tough out there. So the front end of, of, of using us and creating a, a relocation policy for up and down because your relocation policies are going to vary from your C-suite all the way down to your, to your entry level. But then on the back end, like Carlos said, is, is what is that going to cost you if you don't have something set in place for your, for your relocation policy, your new employee. And, and in three months and six months, the spouse is not happy where they, where they moved. Mm-hmm. Something happened with their, their kids in the school district or, or, or the individual, you know, they made a mistake on, on being on the wrong side of the, uh, in, a, in an apartment community that's not necessarily the safest, you know, because he wanted to save extra dollars, but he didn't realize that there was a great point. There yeah. was a, a big jump in the market, but he wanted to he wanted to save that extra two hundred dollars, but he wasn't given the advice. Right, that that's not going to be in the best interest. So not so now what? Right, or now that employees just left your or company. Something as important as their household goods too, right? Oh, like sometimes organizations don't that's, think about like who's moving the household goods of, of those families. And that's a great point. Which which not that's going an excellent the, point. Which would not going with the right household goods company or a professional professional service. Man, there are some nasty, nasty stories out there. I've heard them. They're nasty. They will will hold your stuff Stuff. hostage. Uh, Right, right. I've heard that. Yeah. You know, it's really, this is why this is a fascinating conversation. Guys, in our last few minutes, people oftentimes resonate with testimonials. So I want you to consider, Aaron and Carlos, maybe in the last month, two months, three months, whatever, one or two testimonials where you've encountered a situation that you've turned it around or you've prevented a disastrous situation from occurring. Because I think at the end of the day, that's where our listeners who are intent on pursuing you guys and your service are going to remember the most. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, And this is one topic that I'm fascinated about. Uh, The value proposition that we offer is, is, like I said at the beginning, it's a great service experience. And part of our value proposition, it's our select fleet. So going back to the the people who are literally picking up your belongings and moving them from point A to point B, we have developed an internal ecosystem of what we call select fleet, which is essentially our our, our drivers mm-hmm. who have who are dedicated to moving um, CRI clients and their families. Uh, throughout the year, they do a phenomenal job. And I'll tell you, I'm happy to share that our Google reviews are at a 4.9. Awesome. And outside of the Google reviews, the feedback that we see daily, um, you know, words of commonality that I read, helpful, um, service-oriented, very respectful, professional. They remove stress from an already stressful situation. Uh, my kids were happy. Like things as simple mm-hmm. as my wife is so excited about the move now. Mm-hmm. They took care of the things as if they were their own things. Like those are comments that we read every single day. Literally, awesome. I was reading one on my way here in 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 in, in the office from a, from a transferee who just happened to go, gone through a, a move. And they were so excited about the level of care that we had in the process. And at the end of the day, 
as one of the drivers told me uh, not too long ago, it's people helping people. And when we do that and we do it on a consistent on a consistent basis, it's when you really are able to not even spend too much time selling that value proposition. It sells itself. That's excellent. Aaron, take us home. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with lifestyle. Uh, when somebody moves uh, into an area, uh, it's it's not just about finding the apartment to me. It's not just about finding a place to live. Uh, you're moving into an, a whole new area, and 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 you want to feel like your home. You want to feel like you know where you're at, your neighborhood or whatever. So that's that's what I really really uh, do a little bit differently than a lot of people is. I want to find out what that individual is about. Mm-hmm. Or that family's about, you know, uh, because I do a lot of uh, apartments, you know, I deal with individuals that are coming by themselves. And, you know, it's it's an awesome question for me to ask. Like, you know, yeah, we already went through the details of what you're looking for in a, for an apartment. But what do you like to do? Like, tell me, like, tell me, what do you do? Do, right. you, do you like to run? Do you like to, you know, do you play sports? Do you, do you, you know, what, what's entertainment? What, what, movies. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What is it like for you? And And based on those, based on, you know, what their interests are that's where I sort of place them in, in a neighborhood, you know, cause you look at a metropolitan area like Dallas and you have different neighborhoods with different vibes. And so you get to place people in different areas that fit their vibe, not Excellent. my vibe, their vibe. Excellent. And uh, touring our clients. Uh, I love touring my clients because uh, after we find an apartment, uh, you know, my favorite question to ask is, so do you want, you want, barbecue or do you want some t- you want some mexican food <laughs> and they're like oh, let's go celebrate with you know some mexican food and a, and a margarita i'm like let's go uh, there's a place right down the road that you're going to be going to quite often because it's it's right next to your new apartment wow and that's that's life-changing that's awesome that's excellent well guys the, the conversation has been enlightening fascinating inspiring impacting influential and it's going to improve the lives of others and also on the corporate side certainly uh, what they're going to be able to offer. Aaron Flores, president of Southbound Relocation, and Carlos Horeca, the COO of Corporate Relocation International. You guys have been awesome. We're going to have you back in the future. Appreciate you being here. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Friends, this is Jay Mamie, and I'm thrilled to announce that our merchandise site is now open for business just in time for the holidays. My inspirational quotes, encouragement words, and thought-provoking phrases can be printed on a number of very cool items to help you stay in thriving mode. Make sure to visit my website, thejmamie.com. Look for the store link. Check out the items. Once again, that'll be at thejmamie.com. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Really wrapping up our, our final section, I'm, I'm really interested in knowing how can a company who's pursued aggressively the talent, as we've just spoke of in our last couple of segments, how do they now retain the talent that they have aggressively pursued? I mean, after all, as Carlos and Aaron said, what good is it to have 
a relocation program that attracts the best talent only to lose the best talent because your operation and your organization is not in the, it doesn't provide the culture that it needs to to retain that talent. So joining me today to finish up our segment, Ginny Gray, Dr. Ginny Gray is not only a strategic talent management expert, but she's one of the most well-known individuals in organizational development. She's a sought-after speaker in succession planning and culture and employee engagement, and she really helps companies find the best way to create talent, a, a system of talent management and organizational development. And she's here with us today to showcase her talent, her skill, and her goodness on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Dr. Ginny Gray, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jamie. Good. Glad to be here. So, Dr. Ginny, let's dive right into this. Uh, but before we do that, I think it's important for our audience to get to know a little bit more about you beyond the accomplishments and the resume that I've just recited. Yeah, which thank you very much. That was a lovely introduction. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yep. I started in a very circuitous route. I'm currently an organizational psychologist, mm -hmm. but I wasn't always that. I started as being a systems engineer right out of college, had a bachelor's degree in psychology, which you cannot do a whole lot with. I know. So um, I got a lot of practical experience being mm -hmm. the liaison between the technology group and the customers to sort of translate for the for them. Mm -hmm. um, then I moved into becoming a therapist. I did a lot of training, got my PhD in counseling psychology. Okay. So my intent was to just change directions mm -hmm. and do family therapy. After about three years, I found I wasn't having fun anymore. Mm. So I ended up going to a consulting firm, a boutique consulting firm here in Dallas. They're no longer in business. They've been gobbled up a couple of times. However, they sort of taught me the organizational side of psychology. And so from then it just took off. Wow. So I did 13 years in consulting activities with various companies in a lot of different industries. And then 13 years inside a company working for a CEO, a Fortune 750 company. See, that's why having you as a subject matter expert to wrap up today's customized show uh, was really a stroke of genius. And you and I came way through one of our uh, our colleagues that we have a mutual uh, relationship with, Cheryl Power. So kudos to Cheryl, who's a who's a favorite of the a favorite fan of the show. But let's let's look at how organizations drop the ball, Doctor Ginny. When it comes to retaining the best talent that they've, that they've pursued aggressively, what have you found are the big flaws that companies make uh, as to why they lose talent? Yeah, there's a couple of ways. From my experience, mostly I've spent my career working with the senior most team. Mm -hmm. And a couple of things happen. One is the CEO drops the ball on culture. That is their job okay. is to be the master of culture, but they get uh, swayed into other directions, mm -hmm. as you can understand. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's crises that go on that they have to start tackling that could take two to five years and they drop the ball on culture. So having someone who can keep that focus and keep it alive is the first thing. The second thing is when you're bringing in a new executive in particular and you're spending money on getting them to transfer to Dallas, Texas or Ohio or Seattle or wherever you're going is to make sure you're onboarding them very well. You know, that was one of my jobs was to onboard the executives. Mm -hmm. And so we created this whole binder of exercises and testing and feedback and all sorts of leader inclinations or inculcations into the organization. It's important to spend that time to get them there. 
I think the third is at the organizational level, not having the processes and procedures in place that actually are important to the employees at large. So how can a CEO that is busy, could you point to that out, a CEO's responsibility, part of his responsibility is to create culture, but uh, you know something occurs where they've got to divert their attention elsewhere. How does a CEO find the right balance to still keep their eye on the things that are important so that the company doesn't go in uh, uh, in the wrong direction, but yet still maintain a culture that keeps people engaged and feeling validated. And it's very difficult in general. If you look at the data from McKinsey or Gartner, we know that only 30 to 33 percent of the employee population is actually engaged. Mm-hmm. And then you have another 30 percent that are on the fence. And then you have the final 30 who are fully disengaged. So you're always right now, the way we're doing organizations is you're, you're likely to have a third that's always disengaged. So it's how do you take the people on the fence and getting them over to the side of fully engaged Mm -hmm. and there's various mechanisms, but to think about how the CEO can support that one is for him or her to make it a strategic imperative of the business It's important to tie talent into the strategy of the business. What do you want to achieve? And in that achievement, in that vision, what does it look like? And what are the skills and abilities and competencies that you need from people? Mm -hmm. So having someone by their side, which has happened in many organizations here in Dallas, I think we're pretty progressive in the Dallas area, but they've... um, They have hired individuals like myself who are organizational psychologists to have that task. Mm -hmm. So I think a CEO does best when they delegate a lot of the initiatives to a key person who has responsibility and accountability for that. And that way, no matter where the CEO's attention is diverted, they have people who have that task. I think that is brilliant, being able to delegate some of your responsibilities to others so that way you don't feel the burden because a burdened CEO, and I'm sure you'd agree with this, Dr. Jenny, a burdened CEO will often be burnt out. Yes. And a burnt out CEO doesn't do anybody any good. They really don't. And that gets into stress and which can turn into distress, which could turn into dysfunctional behavior. Wow. And we don't want that in our CEOs. We want our CEOs to be at their best every mm-hmm. day. And you're right. Some of them aren't even wired for talent, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they know it's important, but they don't know what to do. And that's the time to call in an expert. Excellent. So let's, let's continue this conversation. A company spends a ton of money in relocation efforts, and they will bring in two different levels of, of employees, high executive right? Uh, directorial candidate. And not, I wouldn't say a low-level employee, but some are more entry-level, uh, maybe mid-management. Two great people, different levels of expertise. How can the, how should the onboarding, based on your experience, be customized so that one, one size doesn't fit every shoe? Exactly. And I think that's an important concept that, that is not one size fits all. First of all, it's not one size fits all for every company. You know, every company is different and their challenges are different. And then once you identify what that is, the second part is dividing out the major divisions of a company. So, and I don't mean functional. I don't mean 
you know, finance versus marketing versus sales. What I mean is the top layer, the mid-level, and the early career at a bare minimum are those three. And then to design your onboarding based on those core levels. Let's look at, uh, in our final few minutes here, Dr. Ginny, uh, Dr. Gray, I'm sorry, three things. What does dysfunctional look like? What does functional look like? And then I'd like for you to give me a recent experience you've had where through your expertise, you've turned it around. So to me, functional means that the ability for a company to execute on its strategy effectively and with the lowest amount of friction possible. So you start with alignment. Is everybody aligned on where we're going? So you have sort of the three levels of function. You have your organizational function, functional functionality, mm-hmm. and then you have your team functionality, and you have your individual functionality. So maybe I can break it down into those three. So when you're talking about the organization, you've got a lot of talent mechanisms that you're using in order to help your talent feel loved, feel engaged, feel like they're cared for and their career is moving and progressing and they're involved in meaningful work. Mm-hmm. And so you have systems from getting the right people in the door to uh, the onboarding, performance management and leadership development and succession planning. Those are sort of the top core areas. So you do that from an organizational standpoint, you've got to thread them all together and that's not easy no. and it's mm-hmm. very complex and takes a long time, you know, it could take three years to get all that done, but it makes the organization hum Mm. when you do that. Mm -hmm. At the team level, you can just imagine how many people are miscommunicating, misunderstanding communication. They don't agree and they're going to resist, but not tell you. So there's passive aggressive behavior. So When we think about a team functionally, they get things done together and they're having fun at it, enjoying what they contribute. When they are dysfunctional, information flow is stopped. There is challenges in communicating with one another and they're not getting their goals met. Same with individual. So conflict is dysfunctional. Um, Ways in which people are um, unable to maximize their skills and their contributions to a company. You know, it's bringing the whole person to the business every day. And it's how do we do that? You know, you mentioned two great things there. Alignment, it's key. Because when you're out of alignment, nothing happens. Uh, Whether it's corporately, personally. I mean, when you're in family uh, circumstances, when you're out of alignment, progress comes to a complete stop. And you said the whole person. That's key. Dr. Ginny Gray, you've been a fantastic guest. We appreciate you. Where could people find more about the good work that you do? How can they track you down? Well, certainly I'm on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. It's Ginny, G-I-N-N-Y, Gray, P-H-D is how you find me. And also you're welcome to call me on my cell. 214-734-7177. Folks, it's been a fantastic show today. Customized, but it needed to happen. A great conversation with three subject matter experts. We're going to have these amazing individuals again in the future because we just scratched the surface this week. And this is a conversation that needs to continue to evolve. In the meantime, folks, make sure that you check us out at the jmamietalkshow.com. Until next Sunday, keep thriving.